Hello there, and I am so thrilled for each of you to join us. My name is Amber Griffiths, maker of Legends, and it's that time again. So grab your Legend pack, crank that speaker to 11, welcome to Legend. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast. This is a series of conversations that get to explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message, their story, their movement, it's destined to create something greater than themselves. Each of our guests have chosen to leap into entrepreneurship, into speaking and owning their voice, and each are here to share that with you. So today, we are speaking with Becky Claybaugh. Welcome, Becky. Thank you so much for coming to play. Amber, it's so good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely a pleasure. I, I love, love, love what you talk about because, well, we'll get into all of it, but it seems like the money thing, it's scary to talk about then, like, we would rather talk about sex than talk about money. It's really what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to make sure we talk about the money. So to get us started, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah. So let's start with, I'm a Colorado native, and that's kind of, I'm a third generation, actually. Yeah. So I, um, my, you know, I'm a personal development junkie, and that's kind of where it all starts, was just really coming from that place of trying to figure out how to enjoy life bigger, better, faster. I've always been kind of sensitive. I'm a big feeler. So when I was older, I realized I'm path. And then the money stories that really can trigger us into a place of that deep feeling, Brene Brown, thank you for all your work from that processing emotions, mostly around shame. So I was always very curious about what that was and how to have a, a life and not feel so um, overwhelmed with all the, the big feelings. I love it. I think you're absolutely right. I started when I, after college and got my first, you know, sort of job. And then I got my first real job, VP of marketing. And it was, I was surrounded by men and any emotion I had of good or bad, didn't matter. It was, Oh, Amber, you're so, you know, it was all but patting me on the head. It was like, Oh, you're going to be pulling back a bloody stump. If you try that again, <laughs> it was yeah. just so, mm. so infuriating. And being able to talk about money, that just wasn't even a thing. You know, there were no, it just wasn't, it was like that deep, dark secret that everybody was getting paid, but nobody wanted to really talk about it. Yeah. So I, I get that, especially, and I think that might be part of why there's so many emotions about it is because we don't get to openly talk about it. So who are your favorite people to have in your space? Who do you want to, who are you meant for? Who do you want to serve? Yeah, I do my best work with women. So uh, really coming out of that place of creating financial security. And there is a term that I love that's being uh, shared in, by different uh, experts in my arena. And that's really about entrepreneurial poverty. And it's not so much just about your money, but it's also just multitasking. That's why I really like working with women. In addition to really stepping into neuro divergent, different types of learning styles. I was diagnosed with ADHD and I had no idea what the heck it even meant. And it wasn't so much about shiny, pretty things. It's a very interesting way of processing. I'm a very high processor in the way that I can really rejig the way that I do my life by balancing a very rigid calendar in a place of keeping me in my lane. But I was ashamed about that when I was a kid too. It was like, you know, get your head out of the clouds, you know, lots of pretending, a lot of things where there was a um, uh, riding my bike. I always pretended like it was either a horse or a motorcycle. <laughs> I just 
was a deep pretender. And I think I kind of just went through school that way too. And um, the whole process around emotions that we get downloaded in our nervous system when we're little people by well-intending grownups, you know, we were not allowed to talk about money. My grandparents uh, had a very successful construction company here. It actually was in Denver and they went bankrupt and it was a generational thing. We just don't talk about money. Right. Right. What is that show where they talk about? We don't talk about Bruno. And I'm like, no, no, no. We don't talk about finances. We don't, it's, you know, and heaven help you if you actually are able to create financial wealth, then there are certain, I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, no, 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 no. It's, it must be ill-gotten gains. There's something inherently bad about wanting money. And, and I tell people all the time, you tell me where you come from on this one. Good people do great things with money, like amazing things with money. Right. Yes, ma'am. And when we get that cleaned up, we clean up that head trash. You know, there's those six little bugaboos. I have a quiz that you can go through and figure out what little bugaboos messing with you subconsciously with your money that when you finally come to a place of, ah, we have awareness. I promise I'll give you awareness and clarity when you come to that place of either the quiz or another event that I host once a month where you can dip into shining brightly. Amber, that's why we need you because you help women and they finally clean up that head trash. And it's the ones that have, have been told, now don't be too big for your britches. Mm, yep. And this is where we clean up that's like, actually, no, it's your birthright to be doing what you're doing in the container of your business as an entrepreneur to make an offer to help people because you're a badass and you're really good at what you do. Let's get you out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Good about it. Share it with the world. Connect. All ships rise with the tide. And I'm here for team girls. <laughs> oh I have all, the, I have all the questions and I want you to just share everything that you have. You mentioned the monthly meeting. Now I have been there a couple of times and I am absolutely addicted in all the best ways. I am attached to those women. Talk to us a little bit and share a little bit about why did you create that group? Yeah. Where did that well, come from? It. Yeah, because I, I really operate from six different self-promotion strategies and networking old school, old day when I was selling durable medical equipment was all about the networking piece, building relationships. And I created it to build strong relationships and powerful partnerships. You know, we do that in um, a really uh, authentic place of meeting people. So what we do is we clean up head trash from those sneaky hidden agendas. And I, I have you go through an experiential exercise. It helps you calm down your amygdala. So when you talk to people, you don't sound like some crazy salesy weirdo. We're not <laughs> for that, you know? Because we're nervous. When your nervous system is triggered, sometimes we say things like, oh, but we go in there and we practice talking about what you do and how you help people from that number one result that really lights you up. And people see your face change and you're like, let me tell you what. Yeah. You're a legend. I'm the boss on that. I can see the face light up right now. That's what's so fun. We clean up the head trash. We do some speed networking from the place of really practicing building those relationships and getting into that conversation of how do you help people? Last month or two months ago, we really talked about if you only had six months, if that was all you had, why are you not asking people? And I rose my hand and said, I want to be on more podcasts. And Amber said, come on. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a pleasure. I I mean, you know me, I'm all about like, let's get these voices out there. Let's yeah. any any possibility of getting you heard somewhere else. I'm totally in. The six month one kind of kicked my tushka just a little bit. <laughs> Not necessarily because I went, oh, six months. Oh my goodness. Like, uh, you know, but uh, actually I'm doing a lot of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But there are, there are things I think for me that I'm tolerating that if I knew I had six months, 
I would have cut that. And yeah. so then I think, well, why am I attached? I mean, talk about stories. So you, you said there's, you call them bugaboos, which I, that term, <laughs> I think there's something about that that just isolates the issue and goes, they really aren't important. It's a bugaboo. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So to talk to us a little bit about the bugaboos, are they all pretty much the same? You mentioned shame, but like, where do they all come from? Is there one more prevalent than the other? Yeah, well, they're all different and they all can kind of thread and run together based upon either a goal trauma or a financial trauma based on upon the family paradigm that you were born in and how you just subconsciously dial in a lot of things around how you relate with, it's your relationship with money. So one of them is, and they've all happened to me. That's why I was able to name them, lovingly name them because I like to do things that make me laugh so that I can kind of shift that energy so that it isn't so scary because really money is very circumstantial when you think about it from that place of it's, uh, we all can agree that either you have money in your account or you don't. And some people get really triggered by their numbers. Looking at a PL statement, I work with high-end coaches in their programs when they have clients that they cannot coach because they're literally a deer in headlights when it comes to numbers. And I totally understand that. So much compassion for it. So one of the bugaboos is uh, over-investing. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we can throw money at a program, a coach, a thing, a consultant, whatever, like a Hail Mary, like this is going to be the thing. This is yeah. going to be it. And then we have this I'm shame. smiling because I'm like, oh, yep, I'm you there. Read, you read about it. <laughs> yes, a lot of people. And what's so cool about that, because you have been there, you've been able to probably, you know, expedite that return in a way, but it just didn't quite hit the marks. So then you find another shiny thing or another opportunity where it, I call it throwing a Hail Mary. And it's just over-investing. It's like, stop. Because what you're doing is you're trying to look for a feeling. And it's honestly, it's a lot like overeating. Sometimes yeah. we just do that subconsciously. I just did it last night. There was popcorn at an event. I would already eaten. And I just sat down my big popcorn. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? But we do that. Oh, it's popcorn. Popcorn's <laughs> so munchy and crunchy and salty and fabulous. I but I, but I understand what you're saying. I think, I think you're right. We're looking for, we say it's because we want a result. We want to understand this or learn this or make this, but it really is that emotional connection to whatever it is we're looking for. Like that's what I'm looking for because a result isn't worth a billion dollars, but finding an emotion, you will invest that because you are just so desperate to feel like that, I think. And that connection to it. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, because uh, when you're looking for that feeling, and if you're measuring the success of your business based upon what your account, your your bank account says, that's really not the only measurement. There's a lot of other ways to measure that. And so then there's that under earning. That's a second bugaboo. And that's where um, a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck into that pit of like, I, I, you know, uh, their um, expenses are higher. So they don't even pay themselves. That's, you know, I love, I love the philosophy of profit first. Yes. And a lot of that resistance to it because um, there's just a, it's just a subconscious thing, just trying to keep you safe. There's emotions that are bubbling up when it comes to negative feelings about money. And so under earning is just like, we have lots of, especially for women, we have lots of excuses around it, giving people a discount trading without um, a, an equal share of what the trade is going to be in an agreement that's written, those kinds of things. Oh yeah. I spent one summer, I nearly traded myself out of business. Oh, I was yeah. networking with it with a bunch of healers. Mm -hmm. And rather than try to, because in my, in my world, I'm like, no, no, let's create a brand. Let's go sell to somebody besides your friends and family, right? Let's, yeah. let's make money. You have a gift, but rather than pursue that path with confidence, I was like, you're right. I should just take the CD of angel readings and I will create this for you. And 
90 days, I'm like, what am I doing? I've spent so much time. I have nothing to show for it. And ultimately, they didn't either. I mean, there, there's something about owning that when you're able to put out money and say, this is mine. I'm investing in me, my story, my message. Mm-hmm. I think there's something so grand about that. Yeah. But it just, yeah. The heart-centered people, you know, we want to help. And yeah. that's why I love working with women because it comes from that place of like, yeah, I hear you. And then we use different types of tools to be able to regulate those emotions that are just, we think that, you know, I always tell people, okay, check your pulse. And they, they check their pulse and I say, oh, it's still, you're alive. You're okay. <laughs> A lot of those emotions, they will flush through your body all the way through within like 90 seconds, two minutes. Oh my goodness. Speaking of the emotions. I experienced something with you for the very first time, and I have told everyone in their frog about it because it shocked me to my core that it, what it did. So my friends, I was in her group online. This is through a Zoom call. This isn't even in person. This is how powerful this is. And Becky, you led us through a tapping. Is that right? And I have to tell you, total resistance to that. I turned off my camera. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I... I can't, I'm going to do this, but I'm not letting anybody watch, especially if I pull that face like, ah, and I was, there was this little part of me going, what if it works? And somebody sees that, like, that's kind of scary. So I turned off my camera and I did the tapping with you. Dude, did you? And then, oh, (laughs) I get off the phone, I'm like, to my spouse. And then we were at a party, a birthday party this weekend. I'm like, oh, I tried this cool thing. (laughs) It's so amazing. Tell me a little bit about that. Pull that thread a little bit. Tell me why, why does tapping work? Yeah, there has been so much, um, wow, lots of, lots of studies that have, there's evidence base now. There's a woman, Peta Stapleton, who is, she's brilliant, but she's really figured out, she's cracked the code. You know, a lot of that, that post-traumatic stress response, tapping is a great tool for people to self-regulate. We use the same meridians as acupuncture and letting your brain finally have its day in court when the beginning when you say you know even though whatever you're feeling I'm still safe and I choose to love and accept myself through this process right now I'm curious about these feelings so there's a a a statement that you go through a nuance that a different meridians on your body including your face it's kind of interesting but we have meridian points all over we even have little gamut points in between our fingers that we can use and it's so fascinating because even if you just tap on your collar, we did this last night in an event and it was just really about, I'm enough. And there were some people that were able to just kind of calm down. We use a scale that shows us on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being, I've got a, I'm pretty, uh, my body's giving me lots of feedback here. I like yeah. to call it that instead of just being triggered. I mean, trigger is a word too, but yeah. that explains of uh, that number that you're at. But I really like to have your, your awareness and that compassion for yourself was like, yeah, even though I'm feeling this and it's really uncomfortable right now, I choose to go through this emotion, whatever it is and experience that. And then we come to a place where we start to give those affirmations about, yeah, even though I'm feeling this way, I'm going to allow my body to relax. And then you are able to uh, allow your amygdala, a part of your brain that gives you that feedback, the emotion from that fight or flight stress response from your primitive brain, I believe trying to keep up with the modern world has an opportunity to just calm down. It kind of does the heavy lifting. I personally believe that COVID has really um, created uh, an emotional whiplash for us. And we're all still trying to come around. That's why I love the six figure focus group. It's an opportunity for people to come in and build relationship off of social media. I just don't do Facebook or Instagram. If you want to hook up with me, 
It's all on LinkedIn because it's the idea of connecting with another, another human right. in a really deep relational way. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think you're absolutely right. I, I talk to people all the time, this post-COVID world, even though it's still currently COVID, but the emergency or whatever is over. Mm-hmm. There's this bit of we're languishing. Yeah. I think we're emotionally drained mm. because we're trying to get normal. We're trying to keep up. We're trying to reconnect and get out there. And so it was what, maybe a two minute, three minute, maybe it was longer than that. Oh, it, it was, was so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so quick and so simple. And I just thought I, and I especially like the part that it's not, de- there's no denial in it. There's yeah. no, this isn't valid. There's no, I'm not feeling like this or I just get through it. It's that total acceptance and acknowledgement. Like you said, that, that grace, that love for yourself, like I, it's okay, honey, I got you, you know? And if you can get, if you can take your, get your own back, then you're able, I think, then you're more able to be like, no, I got you too. I, it's okay. This is what we do together. Like this is, you know, we got this. That's right on the nose too. That's my favorite thing that you just said is that when people go through my process, you know, I work one-on-one with them right now. And it's just really having your own back from that place of like, no, wait a minute, when you can trust yourself, we can trust others. You know, I think a lot of us have gotten one of the bugaboos is a sucker punch. And that really comes from that place of, wow, some things did happen in my business. I trusted someone or I did a program or whatever. And I, the, the, the floor just came out from underneath me or that big dark cloud that follows me around. It's so true. I've worked over, gosh, I've coached over 3000 hours on subconscious money, hidden agenda. So that's how I came up with the little bugaboos because yeah. it was very consistent that there would be the same things. I was like, oh girl, I got you. I totally understand. And so we can clean that head trash up so you can come into this and your brilliant state and shining brightly as you love others to do the same, you know, the big leap. I love it. I think that is absolutely fabulous. I could talk to you for another hour, but I'm not (laughs) going to because I have to let you go back to, you know, your life and cleaning up these bugaboos and the mind trash as you mentioned. I think you're right. You could have all the stuff, all the tools, all the systems. And Mm -hmm. if your head's not in that right space, if you insist on, having financial stress and letting those bugaboos be in charge, it's going to be a really, really long day. Any day is going to be kind of a rough day for you until 100%. you can get that signed up. Yeah, we'll make sure that we get that, that quiz link down yeah. below and we'll make sure they can reach out to you. Before I let you go, I have to ask you, what is your theme song, Becky? What is that song that gets you up and gets you moving? That just well, like, if it's in your car, you're like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> the, the one that I shared, it changes, but I think the one I shared with you, it was Confident with, by um, Demi Lovato because I was feeling, I was coming off of, uh, I had pneumonia when I applied for, to be on your show. And I was like, no, I'm confident <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> I can get through this. My voice will come through. I yeah. love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Really, it's that confidence of, I got this. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I was meant to do this. So let's just lock arms and hearts and souls and go do it. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fabulous. I love it. I thank you so much, Becky, for being here. I appreciate your, your story, your wisdom, your genius, your voice. Thank you so much for being willing to share that with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're an angel and I love absolutely. (laughs) So my pleasure. I'm so glad we got to connect for those of you listening. I know that there have been brilliant gems dropped throughout this. So I hope that at least one of them has found its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to speak with you again, as always rock on.